Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Caregiving Gen X Style. I'm Steve Mullen. And I'm Jennifer Mullen. So in this episode, we're going to do a number of shorter topics. You know, I wrote these up. We've discussed before these started out as articles, but this was three different articles that were kind of on the shorter side, maybe not long enough for a full episode. So we're calling this Caregiving Quick Hits. And we'll do three topics, and we'll get to that in a minute. But first, Jennifer, how's your mom? Well, speaking of quick hits, because my mom's doing well, I've got a couple of just quick things to mention. I think I mentioned in a previous episode that I'm really excited about taking her to visit our son's college campus. And actually, we're going to do that tomorrow. The weather is, is great. And super excited to take her and show her all around where he, where he lives. So that's one quick hit. The other quick hit is funny little exchange, funny-ish little exchange, I guess, with her earlier this week, which is, I know we've talked about this. I, I require, as does my brother, a proof of life text every morning. I need to know when I roll out of bed that I've got a text from my mom because she's, of course, up. Really, pretty much most of the night. Pretty sure she doesn't sleep at all. Not much. Not really. Uh, I like to have the text that lets me know that she's doing okay. And I didn't have one from her. And it was getting later and later in the, and, you know, later and later in the morning. You know, it's like seven seven (laughs) o'clock. Haven't heard from her. I finally texted her and said, hey, you know, everything okay over there? So then she calls me to tell me i I don't know what happened i it's it's just the message didn't go through i don't know what's wrong with my phone it's just my phone is flipping it's flipping all (laughs) over the place and you know after i got off the phone with her i thought all right i'm learning let me go over to facebook maybe she messaged me through facebook but actually no she had not I don't know what happened to her message, but the only thing I can say is that my message to her went through because clearly she got my message that said, hey, is everything okay over there? And then she called me Mm. because she felt like her message didn't go through, but my text message went through to her. Refer back to the technology episode. Exactly. Yes. Anybody who's confused here. And as I said, I believe in that episode, there certainly have been times where I have doubted what she's telling me is happening, except that then actually it probably really is happening. So, you know, whatever. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, the best part of this story is that she's doing great. So, And I can't wait to take her to see our son tomorrow. Good, good, good. How's your mom? Uh, She's doing well. I believe I mentioned in uh, a couple of episodes ago that she was starting to get into the gossip at her assisted living. Yes. And I just wanted to share a couple of things. It means we're in the gossip now, well, too. Well, we are. Which every is time fun. I, every time I go over there, I get the gossip. And I just wanted to share with, with everybody a little bit of what I've been hearing. So there's one, you know, this guy, I won't mention his name, but he, we kind of refer to him from the day we walked into that assisted living, we referred to him as the king of assisted living. Definitely. There's always a, everyone's huddled around a him. A gaggle of people gaggle around of him. gaggle of people, men, women, it's not, you know, but, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a little, um, flamb- eccentric. eccentric. He's eccentric. I was going to say flamboyant, but eccentric's he's the better eccentric. way. I mean, he, yeah. he uses a walker. There's always just things hanging off of him. He's got a stuffed animal here. He's got 
feather and boa there. And he changes it out regularly. It does, it I'm does. fascinated by but, it. But uh, apparently he fell and broke his foot in several places. Aww. And, uh, and you know, word is he was drunk when it happened. You know, which, he's, he's in a self-contained place. Like, is, what He's difference? not driving. I hope he's enjoying he's not driving, some adult beverages. According to my mother, the volume of alcohol that gets delivered <laughs> into his apartment speaking is apparently of, significant. Speaking of gossip. Yeah. Yes. She also talked about this one woman. Uh, so p- couples do live in assisted living together. It's it's not as common, but it does happen. There's, I think, one or two couples in her assisted living. This one woman apparently was saying where she was trying to get into using Amazon. And again, once again, refer back to the technology episode <laughs> because she had intended to order five tubes of denture cream. <laughs> And accidentally, of course, it's denture cream. Accidentally ordered fifty-five, <laughs> so she said boxes were just coming in one after another after another, and she's got this pile of boxes of denture cream now. <laughs> yep. And interestingly, what I've noticed though, I don't think dentures are nearly as common as they used to be. I know my grandparents had them. Well, dental health is. But dental you know, health's gotten a whole lot better. better. I mean, my mother has all of her teeth. Your mother has all of her teeth, yes. more or less. Yeah. And my mother, more or less, as well. Not just your mother, but. You know, they've got some crowns or whatever, but I mean, they, they're not wearing dentures is the whole point. I, I don't know how common it is anymore, but she's now got 55 tubes of denture cream that she has to deal with. I feel like there's like a, do you share it? Do you do you put it in the lobby at the assisted do, do living? Put it on eBay, which would be another fun technology story right? watching that happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. There's uh, got to be a way to share the 55 will, tubes of denture I'm cream. tell on myself now. I did order some supplies for my mother once, and I ordered a case of a particular product. And somehow I ordered three. And we got three gigantic boxes, and I had no idea how the heck it happened. All right, this is not the first time, though, because we have extra lampshades, by the way. I'm telling you what, I ordered a lampshade for my mother, and Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I have gone back and looked. I ordered one. Mm-hmm. They one sent, pack of four. They sent three. One pack in of three four. separate boxes. So okay. I don't think it was my mistake. Okay. Whatever. Anyway. Anyway. Let's move on to our episode. All right. First topic. First quick hit. Well, real quick, just to you know, review. This is quick hits. We're going to have three topics. They're very sh- relatively short compared to our normal episode. But what is the first quick hit, Jennifer? Well, this is a little bit of a sensitive topic. It really is. The, we're going to have to be careful here. We're going to entitle this, Some People Have Choices. Some People Have Choices. So we are going to point out an issue with secondary caregivers. We go back way back to the beginning of this series, this podcast series, we talked about different types of caregivers. Right. Secondary so the, was one of them. Yep. So this comes up sometimes. This is something that any primary caregiver who is working with a secondary caregiver will have to deal with at some point. And frankly, it really can cause a lot of anger, yes. and per- and particularly if you're a, you know, if you're in a committed relationship, you're with your spouse, and you see this happening on either side, it can really cause a lot of anger, sort of all around. And what it comes down to is that some people have choices when it comes to caregiving, yes. and. And some people simply don't. Some people do not. So, for instance, I'll I'll give you a for instance. You could ask your secondary caregiver to sit with mom or dad this coming Friday because you have a doctor's appointment. The answer you get back is, oh, I'm sorry, this Friday's no good because little Bobby has soccer practice. So, what is the result of that? They are the secondary, you are the primary. What do you do? Well, you know what you do? 
you have to sit with mom or dad this Friday because there is no other choice. And that's what we're talking about. The secondary has a choice. You do not have a choice. Your secondary caregiver can choose to attend Bobby's practice or chose not to attend Bobby's practice. You, as the primary caregiver, cannot choose whether to take care of your parents or choose not to take care of your parents because somebody has to take care of your parents. You're the one that has to do it. So what is it you do when you're having these feelings of resentment? And it brings up so much resentment. Sadly, there's really not a lot that you can do. So the advice that we have for you is to remember that in the end, what you're doing needs to be done to ensure that your loved one is as comfortable, happy, and as safe as possible. And you wouldn't have it any other way. Mm -mm. That is the focus that needs to be at the forefront of your mind. That does not mean that the frustration and the anger and the resentment isn't there, but you've got to let that override everything else. So, you know, sometimes really what you just need to do about is rant and rave about this stuff. Uh, You can rant and rave to your spouse, to a friend, to, uh, you know, another relative, a neighbor, anyone anyone Anyone. really. Coworker. uh, Coworker, somebody. Really just ranting and raving actually I've found does help. And I've done it a million times about a million things. You know, another thing you can do really is stand up to your secondary caregiver, tell him what you're going through. But that's your choice. You do have a choice in that particular instance and know that it may cause a rift. It might cause a rift and and you got to decide whether that rift is really worth it. You have to just be prepared for that. Yes. So even though like at the height of your frustration of all of that, you know, I have a thing called the 24-hour rule. Oh, yes. This might be a good time to talk about this. Yes, we should talk about it. Okay. So I have the 24-hour rule, which I learned from a a boss many years ago, and I've carried it with me all of these years later. Something hits you, you're frustrated, you you feel like you're going to lash out, but maybe just step back, say to yourself, I'm going to sleep on this because I may feel a little bit differently tomorrow. My emotions might be a little calmer tomorrow. 24-hour rule, I'll tell you, it works. You sleep on stuff. It doesn't mean that you don't stand up for yourself and say the things maybe that you need to say. You just might say them in a less emotional way. That's true. So think about that. You get frustrated with your secondary caregiver who you think maybe isn't stepping up to the plate as much as you would like them to, but maybe just take some time, think about exactly how you want to word that. So that's my that's my advice. You on stepped this one. on off the soapbox now. I did. Okay. I did. Okay. Let's move on to the um, next quick, quick hit. Quick hit number two yes. caregiving versus caretaking. Okay. So we have mentioned Jennifer and I both do a lot of writing for in our careers. We we find words are important. Words are really important. And you've surely noticed by now on this podcast we refer to ourselves as caregivers. We have never once used the word caretaker. And there's a reason for that. You know, in our, in my opinion, our opinion, I think caregivers are just a much better word. Agreed. Uh, caregiving means you're giving uh, of your own free will, uh, your time and effort to ensure someone else is happy, safe, comfortable as possible. Caretaking's different, right? It is. In some ways, I guess. I don't know. I mean, right. Part Maybe of it this is, is just me. I, I mean, I wrote it, this. Maybe think, it's just me. I think it is kind of you. You're saying that you're like taking, taking something. We don't know what you're taking, but taking is maybe maybe doesn't sound as nice as giving. Right. 
Depends on the situation. But I will say, in this situation, let's talk about giving of our time, our effort, our love, whatever that is, caregiving seems appropriate. And I've, I've heard people use these words interchangeably. That's where it kind of bugs me a little bit. And again, I'm more worried about words than a lot of people probably would be. I'm also, you know, finicky about things in general, as Jennifer will tell what? you. What? Yeah, exactly. What? But if you look at the definition of caretaking, it usually involves the exchange of money. And obviously, as caregivers, we're not taking money for this. You know, unless you're a professional caregiver, like a CNA or, 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 or a nurse of some kind. One of the primary definitions of the word, interestingly, is someone who takes care of a building. And I don't think that's what we're talking about here. Nope. Uh, it can also be taking care of animals. A again, I, I don't think it's a proper word. Yeah, I mean, long story short, I think what you're trying to get at is if you say caretaking, it implies that you're being paid for the a service. Mm-hmm. Caregiving implies that you are a person who wants to give your care yes. to someone yes. else. Thank you for telling me what I was thinking. Steve Mullen. <laughs> Pretty sure that that's exactly what you meant. Well, it is. It is. It is. It's something you do from the heart, not for money. And um, so once again, don't ever, people out there, Taking care of your parents. Don't even ever, ever, ever refer to yourself as a caretaker. You're saying taking care of your parents. Yes, but I we're know. Caregiver. It is You're complicated. Taking, it is. It's, it's complicated. very complicated. Whatever. All right. So Clear, what's next? Clearly, we feel the way we feel about the specific word. So you know, do right. with it what you will. Exactly. Yeah. This is what we're talking about. Quick hits. That would not have been a full episode. No, we would have been well, rambling. It could have been a full episode. I feel like I could have drugged that out. T totally you could, yeah, have, I could have except that people would be like i'm turning this Next. stuff off yeah i'm gonna go back and listen to a true crime stuff. podcast stuff off. um uh yeah so the next quick hit toxic positivity <laughs> yeah jennifer's been known to have a little bit of an issue with this and you know <laughs> well you can't say i feel i feel like i just got insulted <laughs> that was not toxic positivity by the way you, you, in any way shape or form you can't say i i did i've had a definitely this, this not. is not an issue that i have all right so toxic positivity it's a difficult concept for some people because they just can't wrap their heads around the idea that positivity is bad right right essentially the whole thing is is that belief is that positive attitude is always the answer but you know what jennifer sometimes it's not sometimes not sometimes it's not let's give an example we're going to do a little uh, performance here for you i will be the uh, the loved one jennifer will be the caregiver jennifer goes first i'm the caregiver you're okay. the caregiver why do you seem so down today steve uh, i don't know you know i miss my old house and my old friends and i just don't think i'll ever be happy in this nursing home oh my goodness don't be silly cheer up it is really nice here you're gonna be just fine and seen okay so to some this may seem like encouragement but let's think about what it really said what they may have heard it what they may have heard was that their feelings are being dismissed it could also be translated as insulting because it could also seem like you're telling them they're just silly for having those feelings. And I, I will do a quick little squirrel. Oh, God, here, here we go with the squirrel. It's again. a squirrel. Yeah. This is also something I learned about toxic. So I'm naturally an optimistic person. I am not. 
I am naturally positive and optimistic. It is something that I have carried through into mostly, I think, our marriage and definitely into our children, raising our children and and helping them through multiple situations throughout their lives. One of our children that that might not have been the best path to take. And I remember learning about toxic positivity. And it was really just a few years ago and sort of having that light bulb moment of, right, like I'm I feel like I'm being optimistic and positive and I, and I want to shine the best light on things and let's don't focus on the bad things and let's focus on the good things and moving forward, except that sometimes that can be super annoying. It can be. (laughs) I agree. You just said that like, okay, fine. You agreed with that really quickly, but it's okay. I have learned to accept that I'm often toxically positive. Mm Mm-hmm. Except that, thankfully, sometimes I have some self-awareness, and I've been a little bit more self-aware about that, Mm -hmm. not only with our children, but also with our our loved ones that we're taking care of and and understanding. But not caretaking. Right. Definitely not caretaking. Taking care of is good. Caretaking, bad. Caregiving. As I'm giving care to a loved one. Also, understanding that sometimes I just need to say, ugh, that sucks. Well, and that's something that, um, you know, we uh, have mentioned on this podcast before, that we have been married a long, long, long long time. So, 27 years, going on 28. We've been together two more years than that. So, we're getting close to 30 now. And one thing I have learned is that sometimes when someone is expressing issues or expressing problems they don't want to hear solutions they don't want to hear you saying well well here's what you could do or whatever you know what they want to hear what do they want to hear they want to hear that sucks sucks. i'm sorry that happened to you that really sucks and and that's that's really that's a marriage thing but it comes forward into caregiving not caretaking caregiving that, you know, sometimes people just want to hear, you know what, I, I, I understand. I, I really do understand that you're having this issue. I'm sorry for, you know, what, what you're going through. And, you know, what, what can we do today? Do you want to have some dinner or something tonight? You want to watch a movie? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the end, the changes that your loved one is going through that require your caregiving, those are also the types of things that can be really sad it's it's losing independence and that can that can break a person to the point where they're frankly a shell of their former self yeah it can really break a person it can at a minimum it can cause mild moderate depression and we have to acknowledge that and try not to brush it under the rug and i've heard it acknowledge it i mean i've heard it from my mother and frankly i've actually heard it from your, your mother as well i mean you know in in short Aging is not for the weak. Nope. It really is not. It's hard what they're going through. They're losing control. They're losing their health. They're losing, in a lot of cases, sometimes they're losing kind of everything. Yes. And they may have already lost a spouse, for instance, like my mother. But, you know, it's it's really difficult. And they don't want to hear, oh, don't be silly. Just don't be silly. That's ridiculous. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear, what do they want to hear? It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. That's, that's, they, want to igno- they want it to be acknowledged that what they're going through sucks. 
So you, uh, the way I think you balance it out, right? And it's it's more with your actions versus your words. Your initial words are, yep, that sucks. And then that followed up with the actions of, maybe you offer to bring a friend to visit. Uh, Maybe you deliver their favorite takeout dinner the next day, which I know we've talked about that a little bit before. But, you know, those gestures are not necessarily going to solve any long-term problems or feelings, but certainly they're comforting, they're helpful, and they are actions that you can take without sort of saying to your loved one, Come on, like things aren't so bad. There are still some good things because sometimes to be they had are in the bad. world. Because some, you know, sometimes they really kind of are. So, yeah, yeah. So you know, if you, Jennifer, for instance, are the type to spray sunshine wherever you go. Which, by the way, could I? Could I just? That's not always a bad thing. It's not always toxic. Well, no, and okay. I don't also feel like you spray sunshine wherever you go. What? I don't think you do necessarily. Okay, fine, uh, but, fine. I know, need to work harder. Then <laughs> I'm not saying that. But if you are the type to spray sunshine wherever you go, we applaud you. Yep. We really do. I mean, that makes you a good person. But you know what? The rest of us would say, could you just tone that down a little bit, please? Could you just tone it down? Because you know what? Sometimes it just sucks. Yep. Sometimes it, it Fair sucks. Fair point. All right. So this has been a bit of a short episode, but we wanted to get through these three topics, which, you know, I thought were kind of important ones to talk about. You know, I know Jennifer still doesn't maybe fully get on board with the whole caregiving versus caretaking thing, but... It's important to me. So that's why we're going to talk about it because you know what? I write this stuff. (laughs) So that's the end of our episode. And we do appreciate you listening. And, uh, you know, once again, as I always say, there's a lot of ways to get in touch with us. And we hope you do. Uh, We hope you send us uh, a note about how's your mom? How's your dad? Uh, A funny story about technology. We're still looking for more of those for a future episode. There are a few ways to get in touch with us. First of all, you could email us, caregivinggenxstyle at gmail.com. You could uh, leave us a voicemail. We love voicemails. Or you could text us. If you don't want to do that, you could send us a text, 804-723-1221. 804-723-1221. Again, as always, it's in the show notes. You don't have to write it down. You could also find us on Twitter. We're at the handle at genxcaregiving. And as always, we are also on Facebook. And that is updated relatively uh, frequently, at least once a week. And you can find us by just searching the name of this podcast. I'm sure you'll locate it. We hope to hear from you soon in one of those ways. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Good night, everyone.